The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the best. Welcome to Content optimization week on the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro. And this week, we're going to publish an episode every day covering what you need to know to optimize every stage of your content marketing funnel. Joining us for content optimization week is Marlon Glover, who is the content services team lead here at Searchmetrics. And today, we're going to start off content optimization week by talking about how you can optimize your top of funnel lead acquisition content. But before we get started, I want to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by the marketing team at Searchmetrics. We are an SEO and content marketing platform that helps enterprise-scale businesses monitor their online presence and make data-driven decisions. To support you, our loyal podcast listeners, we're offering a complimentary digital diagnostic. A member of our digital services group, the team that Marlon works on, will provide you with a consultation that reviews how your website content and SEO strategies can be optimized. To schedule your free digital diagnostic, go to searchmetrics.com slash diagnostic. Okay, and this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash AWT. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Here's the first installment of Content Optimization Week with Marlon Glover, Searchmetrics' content services team lead. Marlon, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Ben, I'm excited to be here today. Thank you for inviting me. It's great to have you here. And I'm psyched to talk more about content and what SEOs need to know about optimizing their content to make sure that it has the maximum impact. To start off the conversation offline, we talked a little bit about the different stages in the funnel. And to me, the traditional approach to content marketing is thinking about really four or five different stages, top of funnel, middle funnel, bottom of funnel, and then post-purchase. And then there's this sort of other bucket 
And at the top of the funnel, you have your lead acquisition. Middle of the funnel is education. Bottom of the funnel is about conversion. And then retention is really you know everything else you're focused on. You have a little bit of a different approach. So before we get going, we're going to sort of break content down by the traditional methods or the traditional approach. But tell me a little bit about how you look at the content landscape and think about the stages. Yeah, I wouldn't say uh, that it is significantly different, right? I think there's a lot of terminology that folks use out there when they talk about the different stages of the buying funnel. So for simplicity and consistency, and I think terminology that will resonate with audiences, you know, these common four stages are awareness, consideration, purchase, and retention. Now, what I do tend to uh, lead with when I have conversations with SEOs and we're looking to bridge the gap between SEOs and content teams is making some distinctions between specifically the awareness and the consideration stage. So typically, when I start those conversations, I'll show a visual of those stages and I'll draw a dotted line between awareness and consideration. And what that dotted line really represents is it's the, the point where a buyer's due diligence or a buyer's need is so significant, they want to seek out a solution for it. And to me, and in a lot of our data, that's how we think about categorizing and beginning the solution-oriented or research-oriented content that is the foundation of a lot of um, our clients' websites. So I think the point that I I like to make is that I come from a school of thought and and my prior experience in in the sales and marketing um, research and consulting firm of the importance of teaching customers throughout their buying process. And that teaching really begins, really starts to happen when an individual has a need that they want to solve for. So a couple things stick out to me with what you're saying. Where where I broke things out in top, middle, bottom of funnel. And that kind of signifies that the customer journey is a linear approach. You're laying it out in language that it feels less linear where there is awareness, consideration, and purchase. And the sense that I get is you're saying that people are not necessarily going from awareness to consideration to purchase. They bounce back and forth between different types of content. Yeah, so I, I may be conflating two points here. Um, you know, I may be conflating the content types and the stages in the buyer's journey. But the reason I do that is one. So when I look at awareness content, um, traditionally that's your topical content. It's the question that we are answering and we're solving for our potential buyers. It's what's happening in the world around me. So um, an example of that may be a Voices of Search podcast or um, search metrics ranking factors surveys. Is this is an area where progressive organizations are spending their time doing uh, persona-based research. They're really trying to understand their audience so they can really tap into the things that that will engage them in in, their, in the world around them. So if I'm a, a content marketer, which I am, every day I'm looking for information that's going to help me do my job better, right? So that's the type of content that tends to sit at the beginning stages. Um, from there, we're looking to bridge the gap from awareness to something that could uniquely solve or specifically solve a problem that they may be facing. Now, if we're lucky, we're getting in front of a uh, potential search that they make in the consideration stage. Okay, so I, I understand what you're talking about. I think let's let's focus in specifically for today on what makes good awareness content. We're going to get into talking more about the consideration set in tomorrow's episode. But when you're looking at what I called top of the funnel content earlier, something that 
allows a prospective lead to be interested in your brand or at least aware of it. You mentioned, you know, at Search Metrics, we do ranking factors. We have our Voices of Search podcast, which we transcribe and we create blog posts about. Tell me some of the other ways that you think about awareness content and what have you noticed in terms of making that effective? Yeah, sure. So the way we think about our, let's say, and and just for um, the sake of of letting folks know where I sit at Search Metrics, I sit within our services solution team. So for organizations that don't have the the resources to execute on our data and our technology offering, they typically come to our team, myself and, and my team in content, as well as my counterparts in the SEO consulting team to help analyze, strategize, and execute on some of the initiatives that they may have in their organizations. So Marlon works on a team that creates content for our clients. And so we have multiple different services within our services organization. Some people are looking at your website to figure out what SEO optimizations on the technical side we can do. Um, We also create content for people. And then we have um, content services, which are strategies for how to evaluate and understand what's happening on your website. We have a team that will come and advise you on your technical challenge. Then there's Marlon's team, which is actually going and creating content for our customers. So just to sort of clarify some of the things that the services team does. Marlon, sorry, go on and tell us a little bit more about what makes great awareness content. Yeah, sure. So it's important for us to to first take a look at uh, market trends. So when I, I don't enter an engagement to solely look at awareness content and, and identify awareness topics, what I'm looking to do is to understand all of the keywords, all the search terms that a potential buyer for a client solution may be searching for. And the way I do that is I'm actually using search metrics technology, of course, to compile a comprehensive list of search terms or keywords that our client may be already ranking for, their competitors are ranking for, specifically unique keywords that their competitors are ranking for, and then other benchmarks. So what are other sources of other sites, other sources of information that could be answering and teaching a potential customer um, around, you know, again, the world around them. And from there, we're creating categories and subcategories for those subsets of keywords. Now, if we're going about it the right way, then we're creating categories that fall within each stage of that journey. So categories that align to the awareness stage, categories that align to the consideration stage, purchase stage, and so on. So what we're doing in in the onset of any type of engagement, any type of strategy is we're really looking at the market and we're trying to understand the demand, the search demand, the demand for our customers looking to be taught what is happening around the world around them. We're isolating those keywords into those different stages. So I would say that's the first step then is to to do some pretty comprehensive research, keyword research in the marketplace to understand and then segment those specific keywords into the different stages of the buying journey. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. 
Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Um, so let me summarize some of the things that I am hearing from you. Is that no matter what stage you're in, awareness, consideration, purchase, retention, you're doing some keyword research and you're looking at the competitive set to understand A, what the keywords are, how much does the format of content matter? Are there specific lengths or subjects or keyword phrasing? You know, is everything that is awareness based built in a question or needs a video? Give me some of the tips for just getting someone's attention and what you see. You know, are there rules of thumb for that top of funnel stuff in terms of how to shape your content the right way outside of just making sure you're writing about the right stuff? Sure. Yeah, I think some of that um, can be answered with uh, technology. So I may be biased here. I am using search measures technology, as I mentioned before. So the technology allows us to understand how other competitors, those direct competitors and digital competitors, the other sources of information that may not be a direct competitor of one of our clients, how they're answering those questions. So within our content experience technology, in our research cloud specifically, we're able to take a look at each keyword and understand the uh, search integrations that are associated with those keywords. So for a particular set, if I notice that there's a commonality within that segment of keywords where videos are very prominent in the search engine results page for that set of keywords, then I may consider creating a, uh, a video for, for that as well. And then there's some manual labor that's involved, right? We need to go and take a look at some of those top performing videos to understand what is they're doing that is unique. Um, so for me, uh, I, I think that you know quality doesn't necessarily mean that it can't be centered around data. We are still taking a look at the data. We're looking at what Google is rewarding in terms of the search result pages. And then we're drawing some conclusions from that. And then we want to pull in our creative teams to understand what is going to really uh, drive engagement for you know for the specific topics or, or keywords. Okay, so you're looking at a very granular level to try to understand what's driving awareness on the keyword level. It just rule of thumb, you know, I'm thinking of the different industries. If you're in e-commerce, what are some of the things that you're seeing that have been effective at driving awareness? And is that different from what you're seeing in, you know, the the media space? Is it different from what you're seeing in the, the SaaS space? Yeah, sure. So... I don't know if it's necessarily unique to e-commerce, but what we're seeing is they're utilizing their blog, right? So one challenge that we face with a lot of our e-commerce clients is they come to us and they want a content plan, but they have a very narrow approach to addressing content. And 
typically most of our e-commerce clients are are limited to developing content, at least from an SEO standpoint, to their category and product pages, right? So the intent of that content should be very different from the intent of awareness-driven content. Those pages tend to sit more so on the later stage of the consideration area and more so in the purchase stage. So where we see a lot of our more progressive clients um, you know, that have better integrated teams between SEO and content is leveraging SEO data to influence the content strategy on their blogs. So you may see a uh, kitchen supply and appliance organization <laughs> company uh, developing recipes, which has been all the rave over the past four to five years is these uh, recipe type content, right? So again, it's it's still answering that question, what's happening in the world around me? Because typically folks that are, when they're looking to buy a new blender or they're looking to buy new kitchen appliances, you can tend to start developing a picture of who those individuals are. And we uh, typically see content that fits that lifestyle and that world. And, And then they're drawing a really clear bridge between a recipe and all the types of things that's needed to develop this this meal, you know, they're drawing a clear bridge between those elements and then their products that would ultimately drive them into the next stage of the funnel. But yeah, Ben, so that's an example of what I see in e-commerce. Yeah, I guess putting on my general marketing hat without going into every different industry and, and how those industries create content that specifically addresses awareness... An understanding of who your customer is and be, you know, is fundamental, right? Like understanding who you're going after. And then when you're thinking about awareness, casting a wide net for things that are relevant to your brand, but not specifically focused on selling your product. The example Marlon used is creating recipe pages on your blog if you are selling blenders and home appliances. You have a high probability of someone who is looking for recipes online being the type of person that's going to buy more expensive home appliances. So, you know, you're you're basically casting a wide net and you're using your other formats of content and you're retargeting those same customers once you have them pixeled, once you have them sort of in your website, in your net, to get them to understand what are some of the value propositions and differentiating points of your brand specifically. That's right. Okay. Marlon, I think we, we covered a lot about awareness. Any last words you want to cover in terms of building awareness-related content? Yeah, the only thing that I'd say is that, you know, more so than any other stage of the, the buying journey, um, this is where buyer personas really, really come into play, right? So um, really understanding the real individuals that are most likely to buy your product, most likely to convert. Understanding who those individuals are, whether they're pains, tasks, goals, that's where that really comes into play, and that should inform your your content strategy at that stage. Yeah, this is absolutely where you you have to get creative, got to do a little digging, understand who your existing customers are, and try to create content that people that are like them are just going to be interested in. Right, you're just trying to get a first touch with your awareness and introduce someone to your brand. So you don't have to be in sales mode. This is really about just getting in front of people and you're looking for something that can cast a wide net to people that are relatively interested in your subject matter. That's correct. Okay. Uh, I think that's a great place for us to stop. So that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. 
Thanks for listening to my conversation with Marlon Glover, Searchmetrics' content services team lead. We'd love to continue this conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Marlon, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can send him a tweet. His handle is at Marlon underscore Glover. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. If you have any general marketing questions or if you'd like to talk about this podcast, you can contact me. There's a link to my LinkedIn profile in our show notes and my Twitter handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. If you're interested in learning more about how to use search data to boost your organic traffic, online visibility, or to gain competitive insights, head over to searchmetrics.com slash diagnostic for your complimentary advisory session with our digital strategies team. If you like this podcast and you want a regular stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning to discuss Marlon's tips on how to optimize the middle of your content funnel, specifically focusing on educational content. Lastly, if you've enjoyed this podcast and you're feeling generous, we'd love for you to leave us a review in the iTunes store or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay. That's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.